Hi, Paula here. I'm Lisa. And today we're presenting to you one of the very first videos for the 40 day flip learning. And today it's all about eating well. So that's one of the legs of the table to try and help you shift some of your habits to healthy habits. We also will be presenting information on movement, on thinking and mindset, on recovery and sleep. But today, it's all about food. It's all about the food. And we're starting you before um, the program actually starts a day or two so you can get organized um, because the biggest part of this is going to be prep. Is there is going to be some prep. And for some people, it's going to be quite a big shift in diet. Other people, it's just going to be tweaking what you already know. So that's why we wanted to give you a few days notice to try and um, get some shopping lists done, get some recipes ready. And get, so get you thinking about what you need to do. Now, we're not yeah. actually trying to make your life hard, but for any person who's trying to shift habits, you do have to have some planning. You've got to have some preparedness. So this is to give you the heads up. So today we're reframing food. And you know some people think of food as um, a bit of a chore. If you're the person who does the food prep in the household, it may all fall on you and you get bored or you're time poor or whatever it happens to be. We hope that with some of these ideas that you can create a little bit of planning and get a bit of help from the people around you um, and make this a new normal in part of what you do. Um, food, it, we don't have to see it as evil. You know, We can have a broad-based diet and we are looking at trying to help you eat well 80 to 90% of the time. And for the 40-day flip, we're actually going a little bit more hardcore to really nail down that as a habit. And then you will learn how that you can have the fun things, the, the naughty things from time to time without completely throwing you off your game. I have an 80-20 rule in my clinic. So if you can do the right thing 80% of the time, the 20% you can get away with those fun meals or when you've got family functions. Celebrations. Absolutely, because that's part of life too and you need to be able to enjoy those things as well. Yes. So we're looking at this is your 80% and this is what it should look like. So we don't want to rob the joy, we want to add to the joy so you feel good about the food that you eat and you know food can be your medicine and we need to think of it as the thing that fuels your body to give the energy that you need to do. Not just uh, I'll slap anything together, I'll shove something in without much thought because we do hoover at times, um, particularly when you're in a rush or you're stressed or you reach for something that's not good for you. So let's reframe food in a really positive way. And let's also look at prep as part of the, the change in lifestyle habits that we need to then make things easier for yourself long term. So as you learn some of the tricks and tips as we go through the flip, you'll actually find that this prepping can be things that you can then organize your meals for two or three days at a time. Food prep is a new hobby. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I was just watching a cooking show because in my household we love cooking shows. <laughs> SBS Food's our favorite channel. Married to a wannabe master chef. Um, but it was talking about, it was a food show in Italy and it was just showing how just part of their culture and their everyday life is the food prep. It's yeah. a big enjoyment part of it. Everyone plays a part. And it can they have be a lot quite of stuff social. Yeah. But we in our modern fast-paced lives forget to celebrate that process and I have to say one of the things I do love about my husband is that he he just fully engages with I'm doing this and this is the recipe and he shares and it gives me such joy when he pulls something together that's beautiful and I'm very blessed to have a man in my life who's like yeah. that so let's think about it as a really positive thing not the oh here we go again thing yeah I also want to coin a term that your mum actually taught me many moons ago plan overs yeah so whenever you're cooking 
and you've got time to cook, don't just cook one serve, cook multiple serves and make sure we can help you pick meals that you can freeze then to make your life easier so that when you know you've got that, you know, Thursday night as you're dropping the kids at sport and you've got 20 minutes to try and get something ready, you've got something in the freezer that you can start with and you can pull a meal together really quickly because I'm a busy mum, Paula's a busy mum, we're all looking for those clean eating shortcuts and this is going to be part of what this flip is about as well for sure definitely and you know i've really had to try and change my ways uh, even though my husband does do a reasonable amount of cooking i'm responsible on other nights and certainly when i've done programs like this that i've had to really change some of my habits the only way i can do it is prepare four or five lunches in advance and there's a couple in the freezer there's two in the fridge and there's one i'm eating now and i've got a sample of what i actually yeah, did last we night we've got some food samples we've, uh, with we'll us talk too. About that together definitely so on to you we, we're talking about whole food absolutely um, yeah, what so, does that really mean yeah definitely so whole food in my eyes is more plant-based unrefined unprocessed is basically the principles we want to see this program as something like a nutritional reset from where you are to making it slightly better. The other thing I also wanted to say was that we're not expecting you to do all of this from day one. It's going to be a transition over time, exactly. So this is kind of where the ideal is and we want you to move towards that as you get to your 40 days or over the 40 days with all the other information that we're giving you as well. So 40 days is, um, you know, five, six weeks. We're, yep. we're hoping that as you get to sort of week four, five, six, that you're really starting to kick goals in your and you found some real groove and yeah you know in talking about processed foods um or doing uh, changing a diet like this it doesn't have to be um something that's necessarily expensive and certainly i have found that when i'm i am buying whole foods yes. and getting organized that it really uh, it ends up being a bit cheaper because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that you're not yeah. buying well a lot of processed foods are naturally more expensive so it may cost a little bit in the upfront expenses in regards to like nuts are expensive and um well they're not as yeah good quality olive oil exactly all of those things are going to be big upfront purchases initially my is concerned exactly. good vinegar. It's important. absolutely but then you'll also start to find where are the cheaper options as well like things like chia seeds are cheap as chips chia puddings for a breakfast are fantastic filling filling prep ahead mm. so easy and if you know you've got an early start in the morning for a meeting you can make your cheer putting the night before the grab it as you're leaving yeah. and you can either eat it on the way in or once you've passed your meeting and it's there it's high fiber good amount of fats we can add a little bit of protein and a little bit of the right sort of carbs and you're done and that can be all done ahead and that's what we're looking for you know and we're lucky here and some some workplaces like that will have a fridge that people can put the food in so i i leave a quantity of what my typical breakfast is so it's here when i get here because I often don't have breakfast at home while I'm trying to scout through all the children and the people in the house <laughs> and actually get out the door to the clinic. So yep. there, are, there are other strategies of planting food in yep. smart places yep. so you don't get caught with the, or oh, what am I going to grab? Because often exactly. we make bad choices when yeah. it happens or, you know, the whole breakfast muffins in the fridge yeah. pull them out. Exactly. Mm. So the, the thing is also we're looking at trying to reduce animal protein as Again, we in the West tend to eat way too much animal protein. Of course, we need good quality protein, but we're just going to mainly look at portion size specifically. So are you telling me there's no vitamin bacon? Vitamin, but there can be a splash of vitamin because bacon. Because my children are very upset if there's no <laughs> vitamin bacon. I would love a nitrite-free vitamin bacon. Okay, we'll see so, there you go. You know, again, we're looking at trying like to fat. cut... Like, well, the fat gives the flavour. But also, yeah. fat isn't bad. It's mm. about how much, the quality. I would say I wouldn't want you having bacon every day, but a once a treat, like once a week treat on a Sunday morning with a full breakfast, fantastic. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And it's also nutritionally pretty sound. Yeah. So it's more about cutting down the big slabs of meat in every meal. We're looking at portion sizes. 
Obviously, maybe incorporating some more plant-based vegetarian protein would be really useful as well. And I'm also wanting to try and look at alternatives to just cow's milk dairy products. So we're looking at alternatives like almonds milks and coconut milks. We're also looking at things like coconut yogurt, um, possibly like goat's feta. So we're just trying oh, to remove yes. some of the dairy components. And the reason for that is technically we're not really well designed to process dairy protein from cows. So we're just going to provide some alternatives and look at how that can fit into your meal plan. And there are some people who have ethical choices about animal products Absolutely. as well. We understand that um, and you know you can insert alternatives as, as Lisa will suggest. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I guess the main thing we're looking at is obviously we're going to be talking about sugar a little bit and trying to reduce that as best we can. I'd love to say I want everyone to quit sugar by the end of the flip. Let's just start by, say if you have two sugars in your coffee, let's go to one sugar for a while and sit there. Yep, and I managed that's okay. to achieve that last year. I've gone the whole cold turkey. Yeah. And occasionally, I have black tea. Sometimes I have white tea, with some, but I go for a stevia. So, and that's yeah. a rarity now. So little yeah. changes, not having the sugar in the coffee was big. Exactly. Like. So for me, sugar is one of the most addictive substances in the Western diet, and we need to be able to look at alternatives where you're still feeling like you're full and you're not looking for sugar. So we want nice, even release of energy from our foods. So for a question is like what time of day that people get caught out with that I'm looking for sugar. Yeah, it, well if you don't do breakfast properly it's going to be 10 a.m. and if you don't do uh, lunch properly it's going to be 2, yeah, 2 to 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So again that's why the fat and the protein in a meal is so important because that actually slows the release of energy down from those carbohydrates. You know for a while after I uh, finished at uni and uh, university students are not terribly healthy necessarily <laughs> in some of habits and even though I was studying health sciences um, I had developed something called reactive hypoglycemia I was about 25 um, one of my healthcare providers picked up on that and I really really had to work hard to change some of my dietary habits to avoid that because I was having those sugar, sugar highs sweets, um, sure. and the other one that I'm just going to bring up apart from that time of day is the end of day which is like that nine sort of after dinner you've had a you've had a decent meal but then you have this desire or hit but is and that behavioral or is it nutritional well, yeah, and that's, that's part of that's what we need to explore, explore as well it is it? And that's sort of maybe some of the brain stuff and yeah the other part of that and we'll come to um, alcohol a little bit later but of course alcohol is a sugar um, and having a glass of wine at the end of the day sometimes that has had that sugar hit and trying to recognize and I've personally had to try and recognize what is that low telling me um, is that a sugar low? Did I eat properly across the day or am I actually tired? And who hasn't said to their children who says when they go to bed that they're hungry, you go, you're not hungry, you're tired, you go to bed. <laughs> Same applies to us. Definitely. And I mean, and having a glass of wine a couple of times a week with your dinner is not going to be out of the realm of this flip at all. I'd say just marry it with food because yeah. again, yes, it is a sugar, but if you're combining it with protein and fat, you're going to slow the release Does down. that mean you should have wine and cheese together? <laughs> not, not, not quite. Not, not quite. No, no. And as a rule, I'm going to say from seven o'clock, if you're still hungry, it should be non-starchy vegetables only. And I I can Carrot. hear everyone going, ugh. Exactly. Carrot. That's Cucumber. right. Because Capsicum. all your non-starchy veggies are fine for your digestion. It's pretty easy for you to process. But you're also not going to get any sugar surges at the wrong time of the day. Mm. Now, I learned about this process. Our cells do this kind of health kind of housekeeping kind okay, of heads thing. up she's talking science now and i'm going to get a bit geeky because this is yeah. kind of my realm but from 7 p.m onwards our cells do their own housekeeping on a daily basis and when you start eating high starch high sugar 
the wrong type of food, it stops that processing going on. Whereas non-starchy vegetables still allow that to happen, but it's actually something that you can eat quite safely and your cells are still doing their thing. So for me, that's a big one in regards to no, nothing but non-starchy veggies after 7 p.m. So that's okay. going to be one of the rules. All right. So these, these, some of these rules and guidelines are going to be written down in your pack. Absolutely. Um, you won't like some of them. No. But who said this was going to be all easy? You know, of course it's hard, yeah. but there's good, ra good rationale for yeah. why we have those reasons. So what I was going to say is. Um, your goals might be all sorts for doing this program and often people will talk about losing weight and hopefully you've learned from some of our uh, information material beforehand we're not going to just focus on those numbers on the scale because that don't necessarily tell us about what's happening internally hence Lisa has offered the um, bioimpedance bio yes. analysis looking at your fluid and your muscle mass muscle mass and, and all also, those kind of things it can also tell us about the health of your cells as well because it can give us indicators in regards to cell membrane function and also where is the water because that's really important in cell function if your cells have got too much water on the outside and not enough on the inside then they can't do their jobs well okay so, so i'm not going to get two sites to just get you love this stuff myself. so i hope you have had the chance to have analysis with elisa yeah. at this point and she would have explained that my point is more about we can, we need to use numbers as some sort of guide of change and some of you might be using measurements waist measurement hip measurement whatever some of you might choose to use what's on the scales but do not get on the scales in this time okay because you're going to see fluctuations however because alcohol is a form of sugar and it's a really sneaky form of sugar if you are trying to change those ratios of body fat or get those kilos or that waist down again you're really going to have to go hardcore on no alcohol yeah okay yeah None of us are perfect, but do your best to make a big change in that and try and swap it with something that is not going to have that same effect. Like mineral water with a glass of, uh, with a splash of lime lemon or something like that. I, yeah. I discovered diet ginger beer, although yep. I know okay. diet drinks are not wonderful, but <laughs> no. that is something from time to time that feels like a bit of a treat. Yeah. Um, and you know, want to sit down to have a, you want to have something next to you. Yeah. Sometimes it's a green tea or for me, I love peppermint tea. So find a swap as opposed to completely eliminating it might be water yeah. etc so, so that's the alcohol rule or guideline to be very conscious yeah. of in this period and also because you're changing your food so much there's a whole heap of biochemistry changing alcohol is one less stress that your body has to deal with absolutely and also by just um that frees up a couple of hundred calories by not having that as well so for me it's about moving the calories further into your day so you can burn them and actually use them for how you feel through the day rather than banking a whole heap of calories at the wrong time of the day. Because basically, if we've got too many calories at the end of the day, we are going to store them as fat. And again, we're not trying to talk about this as a weight loss challenge, but it's like we might as well um, use your calories earlier in Understand. the day so you can actually feel good. And Some people feel start this well. challenge because they're just chronically fatigued. Um, and they're trying to change their fuel systems and change their energy system. Absolutely. Um, and if you're one of the people that did take our re recommendation of getting themselves a wearable, a Fitbit or something or other like that on your app, you can actually see what um, calories you have burned or used across the day. Um, if you want to upload what you're eating all the time, great. I don't bother to do that myself personally. I just try to make sure that I'm moving and that I'm active. Um, but that's where you'll see how many calories you've actually burned and then you'll have, you can have some sense of what you're putting in. So as I said, we're not totally focusing on that, but it is a way of keeping track of 
what's plus and what's minus and, and helping your body use things more efficiently as a really fuel efficient engine. And also so you can just feel well through the day, so you can concentrate better, so you can move better. We're obviously going to be talking about physical movement through this clip as well. So we want to fuel your body so that it can handle the change and improve your performance with with increases in, mm. in movement as well. So let's let's get to, let's go to the, the ideal plate. The ideal plate. So Absolutely. I'm going to hold this in front of my face so that Lisa can do some pointing okay so the first thing i always want people to focus on is vegetables on your plate so you can see we've got here two handfuls or heaped handfuls of vegetables and that's non-starchy vegetables there's a list um yep on this side and it's basically like equivalent to two cups so if you actually want to measure it out to have a good look at it for the first few times just to see it i've got a salad here that i'll show you once we've gone through this ideal meal just so you can see it actually is quite a big volume of food uh, the second portion we want to look at is protein. So protein, we will want to look at the palm of our hand. Whoop, there I am. Palm of the hand as your um, reference point. It's approximately 100 grams if you want to weigh it. And if you're using vegetarian protein, you want to use two parts of hand in regards to um, the amount of protein you get per gram is a lot less for vegetarian protein. Fat is also really important and we've always kind of in the West, we're a bit scared of fat. Fat is a good thing and we need it for nervous system function. We need it for our brain, but we also makes us feel full. Hormones, Hormones definitely, but it also feel, makes us feel um, full. So and we flavor. need fat and we, it carries flavor, absolutely. So we want one thumb's worth. I'm talking about like decent amounts of um, fat. So again, that could be an avocado. It could be a couple of spoons of olive oil in your salad dressing. How, do, how does butter go? Because, you know, if you're, you're like French, you always add a little bit of butter. A little bit of butter is good, but I'm going to say 30 grams max. Yeah. So I'm actually going to give you a number for that one. Okay. And grass-fed is preferable because, again, the quality of the oil is a grass lot fed higher. Grass-fed cows. Grass, no, grass-fed butter grass is a thing. Butter. It's a thing. Sure, and it's have highly to feed the cows the grass first. Correct. The Come you, on. Don't get you don't get grass. In, no, you don't get grass infused butter. Well... <laughs> No, from a quality point of view grass-fed cows that make the grass-fed butter are a lot uh, the quality of the oil is a lot higher. Right, let's get through the rest of the pie because okay. I want to look at you okay so the far the final portion is starch so that part is we're looking at whole grains we're looking at quinoa we're looking at rice but we're also looking like, like a piece of fruit can be seen as your your starch and this is going to be really important especially after training so this is the bit that's kind of variable depending on where you're at with what you're doing movement wise so if you haven't trained and you're about to eat lunch you probably don't need the starch but if you have trained you probably do mm. and i know that people are going to go hmm, how is that possible however when we've exercised our muscles use glycogen which is our stored energy and starches like that are going to help replenish that glycogen ready to train again so we do need a small portion of starch and the guide is half a cup for a woman might be a cup for a man depending on how big he is and his intensity of exercise mm. so we'll help you go through those things as we progress and there may be questions you want to ask us in the absolutely along the way we could use uh, an example you and I we were doing some analysis of me yep. recently yep. and after training and I came in one day and I think I was a bit late having some food afterwards often I if I go training I do it in the morning and I have breakfast afterwards so I don't throw out while I'm training <laughs> um, but sometimes I've left it a little bit long and that sort yeah. of put my uh, put, put my engine in reverse yeah definitely like, oh. yeah yeah because the other thing that can sometimes happen is if we're not replenishing that um fuel source for your muscles quick enough you'll start to burn the muscle as your fuel source and that's what we discovered on my um body analysis yeah thing so 
even though I'd been doing well, that was something that was happening because I wasn't getting my timing and my replenishment quite right. Yeah. So, and the thing is, non-starchy vegetables won't give you that replenishment quick enough. So that's why I kind of suggested to Paula, even if she just ate an apple on the way home from the gym and then grabbed the rest of her um, breakfast once she got there, that's only about 10 grams of carbs, but well, that's all your body needs. Do you know what it did? You know when you go to Woolies or, or the Foodland, I mean, it's like if you're a kid, there's a piece of fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually asked the person about <laughs> they said, can I please pretend to be a kid and I can, can I please have a banana? He's like, yeah, okay. So I'm spending yeah. money here or whatever. And then it made, it made yeah. all the difference, to be yeah. perfectly honest, because it was another half an hour before I could get home to sit down and have my... My yep. standard is my Greek yogurt with a little bit of fruit. Blueberries is my favourite, or some you know frozen frozen berries and um, my oats. That's my become my new normal yep. after making some changes over the last year. Because yep. I don't always have time to do egg stuff. For sure, for sure. So when you look through your um, information pack as well, we'll be giving you some sample meals. We'll give you a couple of recipes to start off with, but that will also evolve over the time of the forty day flip. So we'll keep giving you ideas. And if you're getting stuck or you don't know how to cook quinoa or any of that kind of stuff please ask because that's the stuff that we can sort of almost teach you along the way we can teach you we'll give you links you know we we uh, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel there's a lot of good information Absolutely. out there in the ether but sometimes it's really hard to pull together so that's one of the things we see as our role is pulling together the good information because there's good and bad out there yep and um sorry that's also part of the facebook group where if you're doing some food prep take a photo and we want you to share, oh, this is what I've done. And I know when I have been a part of a group like that before, it's given me great ideas, things I wouldn't have thought of to put together and nice interactions. So please do that. But yeah. Lisa's got a little bit of example. Right. Here is uh, a salad that I pretty much eat every day I'm at clinic. All right. So what's, what are these little... So they're like little turkey rissoles. They're rissoles. I love a, 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 a rissole and I will give you the recipe for these rissoles, but you can make them with any sort of mint. I bet. She's got hidden vegetables in there. There's totally, hidden, so. there's totally yeah, hidden vegetables absolutely. in there. So we've got um, some grated carrot and zucchini in there. Yeah. I've got some fresh parsley. And for a kilo of mince, you, you use one egg to bind. And you just mix it all together, pan fry them. And then when they're cold, obviously you have to buy your mince fresh. Yeah. Then you can freeze them. And that will make, depending on how big you make them, obviously, it will make you 20 to 30 serves mm. of the rissoles. And obviously for a palm size, you'll hear that three, definitely. You know, I haven't thought so, of doing that. That's a great time. Yeah, to so I do them in turkey, I do them in beef, I do them in, in lamb, and I will always have a couple of different flavors going on in my um, freezer. Like a bit of spicy stuff as definitely. well? Definitely, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, spices and herbs are where you're gonna get your new flavors from if that's not what you're doing already now. Yeah. Um, and part of this is also that like, I don't know if you can see that whole container is absolutely chockers like and that's like a standard sort of five and your to avocado that, that's your fat exactly so yeah. I've got a wedge of avocado here I've got some sunflower seeds and I've also a bit of crunch in there a little bit of crunch and also some olive oil so the olive oil is only about a dessert spoon of olive oil based yeah. on how much other fat I've already put and in if here you're my husband he'd like a little bit of squid of balsamic is that that's allowed too balsamic's okay lemon juice is okay apple cider vinegar okay so they're kind yeah. of your flavor profiles for salads yeah um, but you could also put that on steamed vegetables okay. um that's delicious in regards to just adding flavor so you you've done show and tell can i do mine yes show and tell. of course of course mine but i just wanted to say sexy. people that is a lot of food and if you need starch on top of that after training add your apple that's it you're so done that i i haven't measured mine out quite the same as lisa i i threw this together last night so yep. i had um but basically i got four serves that were made so i had uh, a sweet potato and some beetroot chopped that up chucked it in the oven a little bit of oven roasting while that was going on i had 
a couple of breast fillets, um, some uh, sort of Moroccan spicy mix and some onions and capsicum, put that in the pan. I chewed in and I got a can of lentils that was pre-cooked lentils out the I'm kitchen. totally okay with pre-cooked um, lentils. Pre-cooked lentils, <laughs> much easier. Just rinse expensive. them well. Yes, did rinse yep. them. Um, and I sort of just all threw that together. So this is ready to go for me to throw together with some greens. So I actually had some baby spinach at work so I could heat this up and make a warm salad or even some you know iceberg like lettuce rocket, and tip it on some iceberg Absolutely. lettuce and you know I haven't got a dressing because yep. I'm not quite as organized as you but <laughs> we'll leave some olive oil here that's, I've just, I just <laughs> had just swallowed this for lunch before yep. but also I've got yep. this for um lunch another portion, another portion. Yep. and then there's a couple in the fridge and there's actually one in the freezer so that's made it a lot easier I'm yep. gonna travel this week so it's harder for me to organize food and that's a big part of absolutely organized I just want to say also the sweet potato and the beetroot are your starches so yep. all you need is your non-starchy vegetables to add to that which, which is my is baby spinach or some steamed mushrooms beans. zucchini beans celery carrots but again I'll give you a full list in your information pack but it's not just limited to that and if you you're know, not sure ask and i will certainly let you know if i it's think one thing that is true of trying to do this is it's like trying to fall in love with vegetables again because yeah. sometimes they fall by the wayside but that's they have just got the powerhouse of nutrition in it that's what we were born it? and designed to eat as a predominant part of our diet so um yeah basically our digestive system has a huge capacity for vegetables if you think about all the bacteria in our gut they use the fiber from vegetables as a fuel source so if you don't get enough vegetables in your diet you can't fuel those microbes to do their job and those microbes we are learning are doing so much for our general health and well-being that it's uh it's vital that we get those vegetables yeah. in I'd also say sometimes raw, sometimes cooked is also a really good rule of thumb um, because again, by cooking, you soften the fiber, which makes it more accessible to certain microbes than others. Raw though, you'll actually be able to get, obviously you'll still get the fiber, but you also then be able to maximize some of the vitamins that might get denatured with heating. So we have to have a mix of both. Sorry, I'm getting all my signs. Yeah, <laughs> right, so I'm just yeah, thinking mixtures. Too. So we're just giving some pragmatic ideas. So let's get back to you've talked about what the ideal meal looks like. Yeah. Okay, and that's written down. For sure. Um we talked we need to we've got a food list in there that talks about sort of do's and don'ts or things to avoid and things to include. And I think mostly, you know, the avoid stuff is pretty straightforward. It's a lot of common sense. But the inclusion stuff is some of the what is the new habit. And um, I was talking to someone just a few weeks ago about, you know, altering their eating and they said you know Paula because I don't do processed foods anymore there's aisles in the supermarket I don't even go down Definitely. so um, and I, I thought about that more recently I thought yeah in the last six months I've changed there's certain aisles I just don't need to go down sure. very often at all yeah. because I don't tend to buy those products every single day so there's yeah. only three hours and if you think about how supermarkets are designed it's we were talking about this yeah we? so all the fresh stuff is all around the outside so you do all around the outside where all the refrigeration the refrigeration from. is um and then something will be it might be some bakery products of some talk i'm going to talk a bit about bread too yes um and then there's rows and rows and rows and rows of processed pre-packaged stuff and then of course then there's your cleaning bits and pieces so you might actually think about when you step into your supermarket do this first shop it's like oh Am I going to follow the path that supermarket marketing wants me to follow? I'm going to follow the path of what I know I need and how I'm going to make some changes. Yes. So we've got a list of those foods and we've also got a bit of a pantry list. Yes. You know what? If you have this stuff in your pantry, okay, it costs a bit the first time you do this buyout, but it's there going to be able to grab. And the other part of this program is to try and um, champion convenience um, and preparedness so it's not hard for you to go, oh, hell, I've got a little bit of quinoa, I've got a little bit of uh, brown rice. I can put that on 
um, you know, and there, there are some shortcuts with that as well, which I might talk about, Lisa might frown upon, but you know, <laughs> some things that I have done that have helped me get a bit more organized. So let's talk about foods and so pantry items. The, the thing with uh, this flip is we're also wanting to try and start to minimize gluten. So right. I'm going to start heading people to the gluten-free sections of your health foods, health food aisle in your supermarket. But there's a caution, you know, people don't have to be gluten-free unless you're celiac. There are those people who are gluten sensitive. And one of the things about gluten, if I understand it correctly, is it can clog some of the pores in your gut or it can do damage to some it of the pores in your gut. It creates inflammation. And therefore creates yep. inflammation. Yeah. So where the issue has become over the years is the grains that we use have sometimes gluten added to it. So it's not naturally occurring gluten, is it necessarily? It's basically the gluten itself is a specific protein within gluten right. and the way that flour is now milled, that protein gets exposed more, which means it becomes more irritable to our bellies. Okay. So we're looking at whole grain, obviously we're looking at rye, but we're also looking at stone ground if possible. And we're looking at gluten free. And the thing but, I would caution you with gluten, gluten-free products those that are processed there's often high sugar or other so things just added. check those out yeah but I also want you to look at using I don't want you to be using pastas every day of the week we want you to be looking more at plant-based starch first so sweet potatoes potatoes beetroot is actually considered like a starch so I did good last you night. did great exactly <laughs> So, and we're wanting to look at like things like rices and quinoas and gluten-free pastas and bread at maybe once a week or twice a week at the most. Do you know what's funny? Because Last want year is the, the first hero. time I cooked quinoa. Yeah, right. I've never gone there okay. before. And yeah. I was it's a bit scared of initially, so I sort of just Googled a thingy and I do it with a little bit of um, chicken stock. Yeah, powder. yeah. Which again, massive chicken stock uh, is actually pretty great. But things I had to learn is like you do have to rinse it. Definitely. Otherwise it's, it's got a yep. bitter taste. Yep. Um, and getting the cooking time I'm right so there's been versions that I've done well and things yeah. I've not done so well yeah so you know it's a bit of a learning journey but Definitely. it's no harder than, than cooking rice. rice no or pasta yeah. for that matter exactly. it's basically you need to soak quinoa because it's a pseudo grain and it's got something on the outside of it that is quite bitter for us to taste but it's what it protects the seed about basically so by soaking it for like 10 minutes or so it just gets rid of that and you'll see the slightly kind of bubbling so you just need to rinse it until that's all disappeared and then you just cook it like rice okay. so it's pretty straightforward but also if you did that once a week you would get X amount of serves depending again on being yes. organized yes so, so I, I do some of these front I've got some in the fridge for a few days you have to be careful from a yeah from a food poisoning perspective absolutely as well, I'd long. say third day like is your last day and then you either compost it or yeah. donate it to your and chickens. one <laughs> cup of one cup of dry quinoa it's surprising how much it makes yeah absolutely. Now let's move on because we are yep. um, Absolutely. So protein powders, I'm a massive fan of smoothies, but I want people to put some protein in there. So I've put a couple of ideas in regards to brands I prefer. Okay. And we're also looking at more plant-based protein powders is ideal. Yep. But protein powders are going to be so easy for you to just chuck in your Nutribullet with your greens and a few berries and a blob of coconut yogurt and some water and some seeds. Boom shakalaka. That is your smoothie done. Yeah. And that's again, just about having those things at home. So for me, that's an, a no brainer. Also avocado avocado is delicious in smoothies that's the only way I can get my son to eat avocado. I have now taught my children about protein shakes and yeah. like, that's an after-school yeah. thing a bit of a for treat sure. for them it's like definitely. you have to throw a banana and you have yeah. to put this in yeah so I'm pretty proud that they're making yeah. that conversion definitely mm. but it's also a way to get vegetables in at breakfast without you thinking oh my god I'm eating breakfast like and it's break and it's vegetables yeah because some people have this real aversion to it all has to be sweet or it has to be a cereal or it has to be toast yeah. 
don't feel bad about eating a cucumber in the morning if you have to. <laughs> okay. So for me, I would be known to grab a carrot on the road. Yeah, like if I'm really time poor, I'll literally put some protein powder in some water, shake it up, grab a carrot, grab some uh, nuts and seeds, and grab a cucumber, and uh, that is my breakfast. Yeah, and you know what? It's what, easy. As you said before, we're busy mums, as possibly some of you are, so mm -hmm. we get it, and that's where we tried to cultivate some of these ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what else? So other things to look at are milk substitutes. So we're looking at either almond we have, milk we have got or a cheat coconut sheet milk. Here, guys, yeah. the, the, You'll the, be getting yeah. it in your packs yeah. as well. We're just trying to cover the general principles today. So the, uh, the milk, again, explore, look for unsweetened, definitely, because there are some milks, uh, like some of these nut milks, because they're becoming really popular, they're actually adding sugar to make them taste fantastic, I, but they're I horrible from yeah. a nutritional point of view. Yeah. So we want to be able to control the level of sugar in these sorts of things. Yep. Um, I've put down something called rice malt syrup as a natural sweetener alternative. Now, rice malt syrup is made from brown rice. It's got um, it's cultured with enzymes and then cooked, and basically it is more based around it's a starch base. So. Fancy? Where would we find it? It's in the sugar section of your of your supermarket. No kidding. No kidding. All right. So it's literally on the hot top shelf above all the white sugar. Look to the top shelf. You'll see little jars of rice malt syrup. So when you talk about that, I think about it. Or does that replace something like golden syrup or something like that? Well, like that? it or would just a, some sugar-based syrup sweetening thing. It would basically be say, for example, if you're making porridge and you would normally add honey, we want yeah. you to use rice malt syrup instead. Okay, cool. Honey is full of fructose. Fructose is a bit of an evil person or evil thing for sugar like sugar spikes and giving us high insulin we're trying to give you nice even release so like fructose that is found in dried fruit for example definitely and i mean a little bit of fructose in a piece of fruit post training no problem our body yeah. will burn that up yeah. but if we're looking at a big slab of um, a teaspoon of honey in your um, breakfast cereal when you don't really need it and you haven't trained Rice malt syrup is a great alternative and it has a slow release. It can take up to 90 minutes to break down. So you're not getting that big sugar surge and it's sweet, but it's not crazy sweet. Yeah. So again, we're changing your palate. Yeah. Mentally, you're thinking I've added a sweetener, but it's not actually that sweet, but it's actually a better type of sweetener because we don't get the sugar rush from it either. Okay, that's a good tip. So that one is definitely one to start playing with over this 40 day flip. Um, and again, it costs like four bucks. $3.80 for a jar, 500 mils, right. which would last you cool. a long time. It's actually cheaper than honey now. Well, so I'd actually really, today. <laughs> I'd actually, well, I'd actually say that it's, it, I mean, unfortunately, honey is getting crazy expensive. Yeah, I've noticed. Look, there are great nutritional benefits to some honeys, but in this instance, we're just trying to get rid of sugar altogether. Right. My kids aren't going to know what's hidden. They like to have a little bit of uh, yeah. honey on their... Uh, yeah, it drizzles. Yeah, it drizzles just like honey, so it's really great for your kids as well. But that can also be if your palate is starting to really struggle, or you're you're trying to get rid of sugar, but you're finding it really hard. Yeah. This could be a nice way to kind of make it kind of feel sweet, and but it's that's, not super that's sweet. That's likely to happen in what period of time? How far into the program do you think? I think it well it depends on how quickly you pull it out. To be honest, <laughs> okay. if you go cold turkey, you'll probably get like sugar withdrawal. I'd say for three to five days minimum. If you completely go cold turkey. But how soon in? You know? Oh, within the first day of pulling it out. Okay, cool. Depending on also where you're starting. If you've got a really high sugar diet, you're going to notice it within a few hours. <laughs> but if your, your sugar, you're already starting to reduce your sugar, then you won't notice the difference. All right. So I'd say taper half whatever you are starting at now and then sit there for a while and then half it again. 
sit there for a while and then get rid of it altogether. Because those kind of withdrawals that people have when the sugar metabolism is changing, or yep. people are going to detox and they're yep. not doing caffeine, yep. um, it, it can be really hard for Oh, absolutely. Know. And it's more just supporting your body by eating really good food, lots of water, but I'd say be kind to your body and yeah. do it gently. And even if you're flipping from really refined sugar to just fruit initially, yep. and or try this rice malt syrup instead of other forms of sugar, slowly slowly you'll get it but please don't just go oh my god the headache is beyond me and just go grab some sugar yeah. like it's once you started just go go with it so perhaps a good thing to bring up now is coffee definitely now when i did a program last year yeah they said you are allowed to have coffee absolutely and for me it was taking the sugar out of the coffee as yeah. i mentioned before yeah um, i know you're not a humongous fan but i also know that your one coffee of the morning Oh, it's I have two coffees. I'm, I'm half Italian. Of course, coffee's important okay. to me. So I don't want you to say, oh my God, no caffeine. No. But let's keep it down to those two serves yeah. of coffee. So two maximum and two before lunch is maximum. Yeah. We don't want coffee after lunch because yeah. caffeine takes 12 hours to break down. It's going to interfere with your sleep. Yeah. So anything after tea, like after lunchtime, it has to be caffeine free. It can be uh, a good decaf, I'm going to say, or it can be herbal teas. But it's also looking at the sugar and the milk that goes with coffee is that's also right. where we need to be mindful yes so that's where i want people to start playing with things like coconut milk or almond milk like for me i will have a pretty long black and a splash of coconut milk and that's me done and i'm so used to that now i have normal dairy i don't actually really like it anymore mm. my palate has changed so much so this, it's this just palette, i'm sorry this palette still <laughs> likes its dairy i haven't quite made that commission but maybe that's my challenge for this yeah to actually change some of for that sure too. for okay, sure how else are we going what else did you want to i kind of think we're pretty much there really i mean the other bits and pieces that we're going to be like the perfect plate was the main thing we really wanted to try and explain on this video today obviously um it's going to take some time but i'd say buy lots more vegetables than you normally use because you're going to yeah. be ultimately having nearly six cups of vegetables a day that's right that's epic. you know what if you are doing as what we've suggested and you are doing three sweaty workouts per week sweaty workouts meaning at least 45 minutes that you are working hard for and we'll talk yep. more about that um and you're having these ideal meals you might need to have four of these ideal meals Absolutely. a day if you are female which yep. might mean three meals plus one split into snacks. And if you're a guy, you'd be having five a day. So we're not actually wanting you to be hungry. So you might think, oh, these sample pots is like, oh, is that it? Yeah. It's like, no, we don't want you to be hungry. Not at it's all. really important that you're not hungry so you sustain your food. But um, we've it's got to make eating sure. Eating the right food. Eating yes. the right food, eating enough, and keeping you that uh, sated feeling yep. um, so that your body start to change that biochemistry. Exactly. So the thing for me is on the days you don't train, you may not need the starch. Okay. So just experiment with it in the first week or so. If you're, say, eating your dinner and you've omitted the starch and then an hour later you are hungry, the next day put your half a cup of starch in there because yep. that will make you feel full. Starch is not really an enemy. It's about having a small portion because, again, it makes us feel full. Starch actually is that kind of thing for mm -hmm. our bodies. But we tend to have massive amounts of starch and no veg. So we just want to completely flip that on its head. Good. And so, you know, one of the things, uh, part of your homework is to do the weekly check-in and we get you to grade yourself. And this is not where we're doing measurements in the same way that you might have done at the very beginning of the program. This is about monitoring what you're feeling inside and what you're noticing. And certainly something I have noticed 
since altering my eating patterns over probably since about halfway through last year to be perfectly honest is that my energy levels across the day are sustained much better I'm not having those ups and downs but because I am training at least three times a week sometimes four by the time I get to that nine o'clock I'm winding down <laughs> I need to get myself to bed and then I think I'll talk to you more about the whole sleep Absolutely. thing a little later yeah so yes it's what's happening across that day and yeah. the energy across the day and my my last thing would be make your starches as close to your training as possible so if you train all the time in the mornings make your starches in the first few meals of your day or if you're going for a run have your starch after you've come back from your run even if it's technically around seven o'clock you still need the starch after the run because that is going to replenish your muscles. Mm. So just be mindful of that. But if you're finding it's too much food, don't shove it in if you don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen yeah. to your body. Because obviously we're giving you general guidelines, but people's frame sizes, their base metabolisms, where they're starting from are all variable. And we can help you tweak that if, we, if you I need that help. I think it's handy, as I re-emphasized before, make sure that you've got food that you can grab that's easy. You Absolutely. Might, there might be some stuff that you carry with you or you keep at work or there's something in the car that is yep. non non-perishable yep. or something small yep. to just help you for those difficult moments i've always got jars of nuts and seeds everywhere because yeah. for me that's a little bit of fat a little bit of fiber a little bit of protein and if that with a piece of fruit will tie me over now lisa how oh, we won't go into this now because we're in wind up mode but yep. will this change people's digestive systems and their bowel mo motions and all those kind of things but you haven't potentially we haven't talked about poo i know we're not going to talk a lot about poo but naturopaths poo. are obsessed by poo well yes poo might change the poo map who might change because we're adding a huge amount more fiber so again this is why i want people to stagger their changes because yep. it will give their digestion time to actually adjust i would also say if you're feeling that your digestion is struggling a little bit then maybe look at more cooked vegetables to start with initially and increase your volume there first so that you're giving your body time to adjust to that extra fiber sure. being so there. this is maybe an example of questions that you might want to put into the group and absolutely and lisa will be actually answering most of the nutrition questions that's her thing um, i love it myself and ashley <laughs> as chiros will be talking more about the movement and the brain yep. and the nerve system and all that sort yep. of stuff but yep. put that out there because no no um, doubt at all if you're wondering about that and someone else in the group probably is as well and so we can all learn a bit for each other the private facebook group is very much there are rules about respecting confidentiality you know no bullying nothing nasty and if you're making comments inappropriate we will remove them but at the same time if you're brave enough to share how you're feeling or one of your challenges just know that there's someone else who probably is feeling similarly to you and Absolutely. you can garner a lot of support from that perspective definitely and also we want to see what you're eating just to see how yeah. you're engaging and the flavors that you're using or if there's flavors you miss put it in there we'll ask we'll give you some alternatives yeah. so i kind of think it is just going to be a shift in headspace for some people but i also kind of think it's not a, a sprint it's a marathon yeah we want this to be for changing habits for the rest of your life that's right not just something that you do for 40 days and then phew, you're done so we're going to wrap it up now this has been quite a long video it's probably the longest video that you'll have but it is one of the most important because with this you know a, a fair proportion is getting our fuel right we will be talking to you more about moving about how you're thinking and about your sleeping and recovery but the food impacts all of those things Absolutely. as well so we wanted to get that to you up front we've tried to be really generous with our information and our ideas and the things we've come across we hope you find it useful um, please feel free to make a comment on the video or give us some feedback um, and as I said before happy to post questions in the Facebook group so Lisa and I will sign off and look forward um, to hearing from you we'll in talk the group. to you soon you'll be hearing more from both of us okay bye